Okay. Hello, beautiful people. I am Haley Helveston. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Lakeisha Jones here. She is her nickname, which she goes by as Kitty Jones. I mean, Kitty Bride. And she is a sex coach. Welcome. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. We are about to have such a juicy conversation, y'all. Okay, so go into what you were saying, because I had to press record for what she was saying about rape culture and society. I was telling Lakeisha the fact that a lot of women struggle to feel safe sexually. Hello, me. (laughs) And so if you don't feel safe sexually, you're not going to have great sex. So go into that. So this is my personal belief, and this is based off of studying. I have a degree in psychology. I'm working on my master's in clinical counseling psychology, um, studying the history of this nation and just world history across the board, especially in your patriarchal societies. Um, you know, rape culture is something, it's so ingrained. It's like a fish in water. Because it's kind of like we're telling fish, hey, you're in water. And they're like, what's water? (laughs) And it's looking back at us like we're the strange ones. Because it's been ingrained in in us. And it took a Harvey Weinstein case to happen and a Jeffrey Epstein case Mm. to happen and a Bill Cosby case to happen for us to realize, oh, so no really does mean no. Because... Mm. In some cases, um, in many cases, I've, even I've experienced it, a lot of men, especially, and even women think that no means yes. Well, really? I've because never thought that. They think that, well, yeah, but I mean, now, you know, now things have been changing because there's more awareness. I think our generation, I'm born 81, so I'm on that border of X and um, generation millennial. You know, we've been knowing since we were coming up and um, it's becoming more prevalent now because we're grown and we're owning our bodies. We thought our parents were crazy anyway. But when you're looking at our parents' generation and some of the Generation Xers, for example, um, you know, they did start a conversation of women being liberated in their sexuality and things like that, but they failed to address rape culture and that's why it's our generation has been addressing that because i'll say this with me personally i remember being younger and just addressing the whole concept of knowing of this idea that no means yes or addressing this concept of if she sleeps with more than one person she's a slut or she probably asked for it anyway that's it's or even the concept and i'm about to say something crazy and controversial that because he's erect it's not rape because he's erect, so he must have wanted it. Or because she was wet, she must have wanted it. Well, the body is still going to respond physiologically, even though the mind might be saying something else. Mm. Because that's how the body responds. I have mm-hmm. experienced date rape. I, was, I remember being drunk. They didn't slip anything in my drink, whatever. I was with friends. And they just thought it was okay because the idea, the narrative is if it's there, I'm going to take it. Why not? I'm a man. I'm a male. Or but did you say there, no? I'm take it. Um, 
there was one incident happened a few times. There was one incident where it was consensual. And in midway, I kept telling him to stop and he would not stop. And I kept saying, stop. And he would not stop. And 15 minutes later, I'm laying there feeling disgusting and just feeling gross. And he's just sitting here feeling good. Like, ah, but I got mine uh, type of stuff. I cussed mm. him out so good. Um, y'all, <laughs> how did you know like, this guy? Yeah, I knew him. How did you know him? Oh, how did I know him? Um, he was a neighbor and I met him through mutual friends. It's the typical, you know, early twenties. Um, you know, and we were friends. We hung out a few times before, you know, um, another situation happened. I was actually went to this bar. I was intoxicated, but this person was somebody I knew very well and I trusted. And he made sure I got home. He just made sure he got his at the same time. Mm. And but I both think of those, that, were you drunk? No. Wow, that's crazy. The other one, I was sober. And the thing is, is that a lot of people be like, well, you put yourself in that position. But here's the key. And I tell people, it's not just the consent or the lack of consent mm -hmm. that makes it wrong. It's the fact that you took away my autonomy. And that's the difference because I may have said yes, and I may have said, let's do it. And I may say no, but you're still stuck on my yes from 30 minutes ago or whenever we started it. So that right there tells me you're not even trying to be with me. You're just trying to get your nut. This ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just a shell. That's the difference. If you want to know what rape is, and I tell this people all the time when this conversation comes up, it's, it's, a, it's not getting consent, but most importantly, it's not allowing the person to have autonomy or is having the right to say stop at any time, mm -hmm. having the right to say, I don't want to do this any further, having the right to not want to do this anymore with you. They have that right. It don't matter if you're married in a relationship. It don't matter that they said yes initially. It does not matter that he's a grown man and he's sitting there and his erect penis is out. If he changes his mind, if she says no, you, that's not your body, that's their body. And that's the difference. And that's what I tell people all the time. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you said this though, because I think that that is so disgusting what happened to you. Yeah. Um, and that's so great that you're doing this work now as a sex coach mm -hmm. because you're able to teach, do you work with men and women or just women? <laughs> that's what's funny. I want to work with more women, but majority of the people who've come to me have been men. Oh, really? Even, be, even before I came a coach, that's the irony. You know, they say, I know in the counseling field and I believe they, I think they say the same in the coaching field. Your clients will just find you. Mm, My yeah, clients have been men from all over the world. I don't I mean, know how they, they find me. Oh my God. It depends on what day of the week it is. Uh, what's going <laughs> on? They, it's been, um, I got a lot of, I still get a lot of people from India reaching out to me, just asking the basics. Where do I put it? Oh, yeah, how do I have sex? Cause it's a different society over there. Um, I had one guy in Europe reach out to me because, uh, he hadn't had, he hadn't ejaculated in five years. He'd get hard, but nothing was coming out. Hmm. Like, sweetheart, go to the doctor. Um, I've had, uh, I've had a guy. Is this all through LinkedIn? 
No. This is through all social, social media. media. Yeah, social media. Started with Facebook. I get a lot of men reaching out because they don't understand their woman. Uh, they don't understand why she's not having an orgasm. They don't understand why she's not giving up. Why is she not freaky enough? And then they tell me what they like. And I'm like, does she like it? And he'd be like, what do you mean? Herein lies the problem. Mm, what do they like? Even know. You don't know what your girl likes. Or you assume every woman... I, I, I love how men say, well, every woman I've been with have had an orgasm with me, so there's got to be something wrong with her. I'm like, no, sweetheart. You need to get to know the woman that you're with right now. All those other women that you was with is just a reflection of your ignorance of the type of woman you really wanted. Um, those, are, those are always funny to me. They're always mm. funny to me. Um, yeah. Wait, but are they into like some freaky stuff or something? Is that why the woman doesn't like it? Some of them, yes. You want to know something? Not really. Some of them are just as vanilla as vanilla could get. But what it is is that um, it will be nuanced stuff. Like, um, for example, one guy was incredibly large. I get a lot of the large guys reaching out saying they can't find a woman who could take them. I'm like, but motherfucker, you like 10 inches <laughs> and you like the width of a soda can. Are you doing, you know, foreplay? Do you know what she likes? The key is, do you know what she likes? There's nothing wrong with you, but do you know what she likes? And then what do they say? They never know. They'd be like, I, they, they usually say, I know what a woman likes. I'm like, that's great. But apparently the things that you're doing to her is not working. So do you know what she likes? They mm. never know. Wow. I'm like, so why are you with her? And then what well, do they say? Oh, it's the usual. Well, she fulfills my needs. She's a good woman. She got a great career. She got her own. I'm like, how is she compared to the other women? And sometimes they're able to answer it. And it's usually the typical, you know, I mean, you know, they have a great chemistry and whatever. But then I always ask them, how long did she make you wait? Because for some reason in our society, that's important to a lot of men because they think that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Um, no. And they usually, that woman made them wait months until they finally got it. Um, yeah, I don't like that. And I'm like, why didn't you get with the women you had before that was fulfilling your needs and you was fulfilling theirs? I couldn't trust them. Why couldn't you trust them? I mean, I just felt like if they gave it up that easy, who told you that lie? Who told you that? I'm like, because you're going to marry the woman that you think is wifey material. Um, when women cheat just as much as men, right? Women cheat just as much as men, um, probably more. They get away with it quicker. That's what they say. But, and a lot of men, oh, I, I hate when men say that, I heard a pastor say this, women, when they cheat, it's emotional. No. Women cheat because they want to cheat. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. We just, it's, it's, I, I get tired of being placed in this box. Like, oh, there's men, like men is the natural order of things. Of, of men represent what sex is supposed to be like and women is the accessory. Mm -hmm. When if you look throughout history, you look at anthropology, you look at different sacred texts, everything about woman 
is sexual. It's actually more sexual than men. Because mm-hmm. um, we're made, I, we're just made to be that way, you know, but because we live in a society that teaches the opposite, that has embraced the opposite, that what Dr. Patty would, uh, Britton would say, you know, it's a Puritan mindset, which it pretty much is. It's hard to accept the fact that women are sexual and that every aspect of women is sexual. So now men are perplexed because they meet somebody who's not sexual, think that she's wifey material, and then get mad because they can't get their dick sucked every day like they want. So now they feel like they have to get a side chick. No, you need to... You need to marry the side chick, motherfucker. That's what you need to do. <laughs> and that's what I tell them. Marry the side chick. That was supposed to be, that was probably your wife right there. Rather than getting something to make you look good, you know. Mm. You know what's so fascinating too is I've been learning more and more about the fact that there's a big problem of men and women in our society that are sexless. Because isn't a sexless marriage that you have sex once a month, right? I hear so many statistics. I don't know it's true anymore. Yeah, I don't either. But I got a call earlier today from a guy and they're not doing it. He's only had sex three times this year. Yeah. Well, you got to look at many factors. There's definitely stress. And this has been a very stressful year. Well, yeah. Um, Especially with the pandemic. Uh, You got to look at work. Um, How often are you both working? Before I even get into that, the first thing I ask, I've, I've had a few couples in the past and I'm like, when was the last time y'all went on a date? Mm. Like just going back to basics, y'all married, but are y'all boyfriend, girlfriend, or y'all, or y'all girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever your dynamic is. Like, are y'all still, you're married, but are you still dating? Cause the courtship doesn't end. I tell guys, telling my friend right now, I have an FWB. And I'm just like, and I told him in the beginning, I'm like, listen, after three times, if I don't get what I want, it turns into Arizona down there. (laughs) Oh, girl, I love this. (laughs) It's like, it's just, I need basic stuff. Take me for coffee and conversation. That's basically it. And even if not, like, I just, I like, I have to have conversation and together time. I told him, we may not be serious, but there's got to be, when I, when it's my time, that's my time. Mm, Yes. It's just plain and simple. Um, But a lot of times people get complacent, people get stressed. And sometimes you also got to look at, okay, what's your health like? Mm See, either one of you been on medication, um, any psych meds, any, anything medical high blood pressure. It's a lot of factors to look into. Um, But I've told couples in the past, look into those things first before, um, you know, consider side effects from medication, consider stress, Mm -hmm. you know, and then if there's something fun you want to do, do it, you know. Yeah, but I'm really glad that you brought the point about courtship and dating and everything, because I think that that's um like for me personally i was with a guy once it was great sexual connection everything but we didn't have the emotional and i agree with what you're saying how you become arizona because it's like uh can i be honest sustain you what i'm about to say something that has gotten me in trouble and i don't care i think emotions is part of sex it's just plain and simple you can't get around it you can repress it long enough but I tell men, I've had men ask me, 
how do I find a woman that keeps emotions out of the way? I'm like, in a cemetery. Get you a dead bitch. Because that's the only one who has no emotion. You got to have emotions. It's all about being mature with your emotions. Like, for real. Because otherwise, it is necrophilia. We're, it's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You cannot, even if it's an FWB, look, animals court, birds, alligators, cows, horses, they date. There is a courtship. Really? I love the animals date. They do. A bald eagle drops sticks. A female drops sticks to see if the male catch before they even mate. You know, there's every every species has a level, some level of courtship going on. Now, a lot of people want to try to compare it and make it human, but humans are just more complex. But we, there is still courtship and keeping, it don't matter what you label it, a label's a label. But I tell people all the time, if you don't have a label, if you don't know what this is, you won't know the difference between milk and white paint. Mm. You're going to drink the paint and you're going to try to paint with milk. It's not going to work. So, you know, but let's not negate the fact that if you're sleeping together on some level, there's some level of courtship there, period. And if you can't provide what the other person needs, it's time to move on. It don't matter what type of relationship it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's just me, but that's, that's just me. That's my soapbox. No, no, listen, I so <laughs> agree with you on that because I think that that's something that it's almost like, okay, so what would you say for the people listening? Would you say from the very beginning establish, hey, this is what I'm looking for? Whatever type of relationship it is, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. Absolutely. I, I just, listen, there are so many relationship experts and all of them out there, and that's wonderful, and that's great, and it may work, and it may work for some, but the truth of the matter is, is it, it, there is really no real formula, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to have to communicate with your potential partner what you're looking for. You can wait the three months that Steve Harvey and them is trying to tell you to do, you know, well, Steve um, Harvey's religious, though. That's why I get it. And a lot of them are, but even for the religious folks, listen, I'm a pastor's daughter and I grew up in church. I dropped out of ministry school five times. I get a lot of ministers calling me, telling me about their sexcapades. Don't get it twisted. We're not about to sit up here and pretend like they just got it all together because some of their stories that they tell me behind the scenes over the phone. Like, come on, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd rather be realistic about the fact that people are having sex and you might tell them 90 days, but they're not waiting 90 days, but they could at least be empowered enough to know what works for them. If mm-hmm. they feel comfortable with this person, what they need to know. It's, it's not a rule book and it, we, we create rule books and it works for a period of time, but I'd listen, I'm not waiting 90 days. I'm not even waiting three months, three, three dates. And cause I'm, I'm definitely not waiting six months. I've just always been, a, people have told me that if I'm going to be a successful coach and I should have long-term relationships, part of the reason why my relationships have not, I haven't had a relationship that exceeded two years. I haven't that, had that many cause I've always been an upfront person. 
I want to know what your intentions are. And if it doesn't match mine, I'm not dating you. Oh, I like that. Yes. My my legs stay close. I'm not doing anything with you. (laughs) It's just plain and simple. And I wish every woman was like that. Yeah, but I grew up with five brothers. Okay, yeah. So it's I I've saw everything growing up. So it's a little bit different for me, you know. And yeah, I wish everyone was like that as well. If women are if women are so powerful, then in essence, we really don't need a book to tell us what we need to do to get a man's attention. If he don't want you, fuck him <laughs> and move on to the next. There's nothing more that you need to do for yourself. I mean, yes, granted, I was complaining before this broadcast. I wish I had my eyebrows arched because I like to have my eyebrows arched before I do anything. But it's better to say I like my eyebrows arched before I jump on a broadcast rather than I need my eyebrows arched in case I might get seen today. Uh, Newsflash women, you're being seen every day. And it's just, just because they're not approaching you don't mean that they don't want you. It just means that no, someone, a lot of these men, they haven't mustered up the courage to approach you. You know what I mean? It's, it's just plain and simple, but I'm blabbering. It, it's, but yeah, I think with women, we, I think it goes back to just how we're raised. We're not raised to really have a mind of our own. Mm-hmm. We're actually mm-hmm. raised to put our mind on the back burner and try to present ourselves in a certain way. I, would, I remember being a little girl till, being told, if I don't do certain things, I would never get a man. At seven. Yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. My brothers is being told they're going to grow up to be leaders and bishops and pastors and all that. Me, I'm just going to be the first lady. And here we are 100 years later, and now one of them is in ministry or in leadership or anything. They got their own careers. They got their own thing, whatever. I'm the only one who's really doing advanced degrees and all this other stuff. And it's not, it, it, but it's because of my personality. But I also got a lot of backlash for thinking for myself and speaking for myself, mm. you know. But them bitches are still quiet, so don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is so important what you're saying here because yeah. I've dealt with that too. I mean, hello, I grew up religious too. I'm not really that religious anymore. But I think that that programming is bullshit. And it's not even just the religious programming, it's societal programming as I'm about to be, I'm approaching turning 30 next year. And I still have that Uh in the back of my mind. Oh my God, Healy, aren't you married? OMG, OMG. And I'm like, uh, I'm actually glad I'm not married because I would have married the wrong person. Good for you. Good for you. I've married at 21. I got divorced at 24. Yeah. Like two and a half years. I'm 39 now. And I'm wondering, like, but do I need to get married? I mean, I think it's an individual, I think it's a choice depending on the couple, you know? Like, I do want to, I do want to have kids, I do want to meet someone, yeah. but I definitely think it's like, there's so much pressure around that, and the divorce rate is 50%, so we're doing something wrong here. <laughs> right, right, and marriage, you know, we're not going to act like it was instituted by God. It is an institution of man. It's a legal, you know, entity. It's been like that for thousands of years. It's a cultural thing. Um, but we have to look at, you know, why we put so much emphasis on marriage here. A lot of it is economic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is 
it, 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 it really is. It's mainly economic. Um, but I think it's to control women. Um, well, because in those days, women were to be controlled or to be led. I'm, I always ask people all the time, where are you leading me to? Why do you, why do I need to be led? Mm. Why can't we just be partners in a household or partner or just have the partnership that we build? I love and then that what kitchen. do they say? What do they say when you say that? nothing because they have to actually think about it and be like you got a point i'm like because let's just be real a lot of men nowadays they're not trying to be the main breadwinner mm-hmm. when women you know a lot of men are looking for women who are working um because they don't want all that responsibility on themselves you know to begin with there's some men who do um i was telling my friend the other day it, it's still pressure on a man to have to work you know, nowadays, so if you have a man who's a stay at, the stay-at-home dad and the woman's bringing home the bacon, it's not frowned upon as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But there are some instances where men are being shamed and shunned if they're not the main breadwinner. Yeah, um, that is true. But come on, though. I'm sure you, we do have a generation now of men that are kind of fuckboys and addicted to porn and, and video games. I would say they're probably more addicted to video games. Um, the porn statistically is more from the boomers and the X generation. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's, they're the ones who's mostly addicted. It's not to say that the younger generations are not. I mean, people are starting to watch porn as young as 12. Shit. <laughs> I remember when I first saw it online. It's like seven, right? Seven years old? Yeah, I wasn't that young. I'm not sure how young, but it's probably younger than that. If you have a cell phone, if you have a laptop or an iPad. Um, but I think the issue is just even before the internet, it's having that togetherness. It's having the intimacy, the connection. You can only cut connection out for so long. Um, you know, people want to get married to innately have some type of connection. You know, I think we just use economics and, and there's, there's social elements to attraction. We can't deny that because we've evolved into social beings. Um, but if you took that away, all we'd have left is our instinct. There's not much we got to do to, there's still stuff we have to do to have a, a a connection like you know there's still going to be pheromones their, their body's still going to respond but you know but i think that uh we just I, I i just think that there's just a level connection it just the certain on the surface like just beneath the surface what's missing is just having that connection mm-hmm. just an intimate authentic connection you know, above anything. Yeah, I so agree with you on that because I think that, you know, loneliness is keeping, keep, loneliness has increased yeah. as the years gone on. But it's yeah. fascinating to me because we are more connected than ever digitally, but not like, you know, it's so crazy. It's interesting. Dr. Ruth, I remember, was talking about that, um, about there being a lack of connection, especially our generation because of technology. Um, 
But the flip side of it is, this is just my personal opinion. I think our generation's more responsible when it comes to, I'm not saying that we don't have dumbasses. There's a lot of dumbasses in our generation, but we're not getting as many sexually transmitted infections, HIV. We're not having as many babies. In fact, we're having babies much older than our parents did. Um, and these, this is a statistical fact. Yeah. We're not, and even though it's saying that, you know, there's record numbers of porn, their studies are showing it's more older generations watching all that porn and younger. Um, we're a bit more socially conscious because, well, you said you're uh, approaching 30. I remember the Rodney King beating. I remember, um, I remember in the 80s, you know, how my family responded to white people. It was still like we were in the 50s and 60s. Wow. Um, and people around our age just, we know. So growing up, we're a bit more mindful of things that perplexes our parents. Because like, really? Because yeah, y'all didn't do it. So same thing with sex. We're not, it, it's... Uh, even if they don't use protection, it's more monogamy. And even if it's not monogamy, look, it, it's more understanding. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's casual, yeah. people are communicating more, in my opinion. We see it more on television with polyamorous relationships and open relationships. People are at least giving it a try, but we, we didn't see that until we became adults, till we got grown you know. Yeah, because I want to ask you this too. I think that it's so amazing seeing all these sex coaches now. Do you think that because there are more of those, because you know, I do these conversations every day. I'm talking with clients. I'm kind of in this sexual, sexuality bubble, you know. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that more and more people are open sexually? We're communicating, educating ourselves? Or are we still dealing with all these problems sexually? It's just people still aren't talking about it. Um, it's hard to say. Um, I think, you know, I'm just going to go there here. After being certified officially, becoming professional, getting additional training as a mental health professional, um, I don't want to say it's becoming a fad to be a coach. I will say that a lot of people think that this job is easy. A lot of people think that this is just about teaching someone how to suck a dick or how to do this. And nothing wrong with that. Some of those classes are very important because there's people who just don't know or they want to learn. They want to mm-hmm. understand. So I've had people call me about how to properly do certain acts and, and do things. But um, I think that I think human beings are st- are just as curious about sex as they were a thousand years ago. I think we're just more, um, I I just think nowadays we have more access to the education. I do believe we're talking about it more, Um, but I think that we're still behind because a lot of the discussions I think that could be and need to be discussed are not being discussed. I was on the radio yesterday and, you know, we was talking about interracial dating and sex, which, well, (laughs) interracial dating was the theme. And for my segment that she had me on, it was, you know, 
talking about all the myths. Are black men really bigger? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my first thought was, are we still talking about this? <laughs> like, are we still talking about this? I want to know, I want to know why are black men objectified so much for their, mm. for their size? I want to know why there's articles being done of women of other races going to Jamaica specifically for that. I want to know, um, like, let, let's talk for real. I, I would like, cause you know, cause when I think of, and this is just an example, when I think of like, when I, when I, when I talk about sex with people, it's like that people, they, they get, they're fascinated because I'm not talking about the usual stuff that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is my way of telling people who are coaches or wanting to be coaches and therapists and all this other stuff kind of expand. There's more out there because, you know, I want to know, we talked about BDSM before we started recording. Why are we not talking more about this whole concept of there being um, race play <laughs> where someone who is uh who's white is using the n-word towards somebody black someone who's black is saying slurs to someone white like how did that become a thing what yeah it's happening yeah Where is this happening everywhere what in secret yeah why is it you know and even as a black woman it's like I've always been open to interracial dating, but why is it that the only thing white men see is my bottom half? I'm I'm up here, <laughs> like I'm up here, because because now we got to get in the conversation. It's 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 you know, it's cert- there's 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 certain elements. There's in fact there's elephants more than one in the room, and it's there, but people are too afraid to bring it up. But a lot of it is stuff where if we bring it up and just have the honest conversation about it, I think it'll heal a lot of things. And I think that it will make sex more um, healthy sex, mm-hmm. accessible for everyone. Because if we can have a healthy conversation, I think our society can really look at sexuality as a healthy way. Living here in Georgia, I, I think that perhaps maybe if we are more honest, then we can look at why they still fabricate what they teach in the school systems here. And with the absence only? Yeah, with the abstinence only and how we could, because the numbers are still high. So I guess, I don't know, it's, uh, I'm all over the place answering that question, mainly because it's so complicated. And I think the common denominator is that we need to look at what we really need to talk about, what we really need to be honest about. Cause I'm not about the one thing that I made a promise to myself was, is that I'm not going to coach anybody on how to have great sex in the bedroom, but they're crappy judge of character. Like you're not about to sit up here and talk about how you know how to bust and how you know how to do this and how you know how to make him come quickly. And then in the same breath, you say men ain't shit. We are not about to do that because we're about to sit and talk about, okay, well, why is men not shit? What's really going on? Because the next guy, you're going to make him come and he still ain't going to satisfy you and men still ain't shit. Mm. Let's look at the pattern of why men ain't shit and let's look at what can we do to where you can get into healthier relationships with men so that when you do make them do what they do, you know, now... It's like now you have a healthier sexual sex life. 
Now it's much more pleasurable because it all, it starts here. It starts oh my God. right here. Okay, I have to pause you real quick. <laughs> what you just said. Um, okay, so let me rewind here. I think that that is amazing what you just said about that because I love the, um, I agree with that. I think it's so, so important. I think people have, a, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing my podcast. People have a misconception of sex, sex coaches and think we're just talking about better blowjobs or five no. tips to orgasm, whatever. And we it's like, no, I mean, yes, obviously that, that might be a component of it, but no, it's really everything that you just talked about. It's beliefs around so sexuality. More. It's well, you were talking about, about the racial stuff. I had no idea. Like that's oh, yeah. really wrong. It's, it's wrong, but it's real. And you know, I don't shame anybody about it. Um, I've, I've had white men come to me. They were either curious about a black woman or they was like, they're only in the black woman. But I also had to vet them on like, are you into black women because you objectify black women? Or are you into black women because there's just an honest attraction towards skin tone and hair? And all. Like, what is it? Because it's, that's really what it is. It's just like black men who are only into white women. You got black men who are only into white women because their whole attitude is fuck black women. <laughs> mm. You have those where they don't know what it is about Becky, but her hair glows a certain way and it just turns them on. Mm -hmm. It's not even just, they're not color struck. They're just colorblind. You know, that's a difference. Um, but what do they tell you though? Yeah. Do they tell you honestly? No, really, I'm just objectifying. Like, what do they, they don't, say? When you no say one that? will listen. Nobody will ever admit to objectifying. It's it's they they never do. Um, it's it's all in conversation because the ones who really are attracted to certain people, that's an honest attraction. You know, it, it's like they're not really necessarily. Okay, I'll use me an example. I keep attracting lighter skinned men. I don't know why I'm not trying to. Mm -hmm. See, that's the difference. I'm not just, I'm not trying to get a light skinned man. I just keep getting these tall, pretty ass light skinned men. <laughs> they love me. I don't know why. I'm talking about tall, light skinned, curly hair, pretty Shamar Moore types, if you know Shamar Moore. Um, but I'm not trying to get that. I'm not looking for it. I'm open to anything. I, I'm, I value man's mind more than anything. Um, oh, you know, I, I like a man that. who has a great, I like a man who has a great career mainly because we have something to talk about. I want to know what do you do? Do you enjoy doing it? It just so happens that every last one of them look like Shamar Moore. I don't know what it is. Half of them get on my nerves anyway, but that's a little different than just saying, oh, I only want light skin because I want my children to be pretty. Or I only want this race because I want my, that's, a, now you're objectifying. Or mm -hmm. you only go, or my favorite, I only, I only want a dark skinned woman with natural hair because, you know, because that's, you know, because you are the God of the, is, shut up. Like, Cause not you don't really like me for me. You you like me for how I make you look, or whatever it means for mm -hmm. for me to be in your life. You know. 
Yeah, and I'm really glad you're bringing up these points though, because this also goes back to the point that we are programmed with some of these, you know, with everything going on with the racial stuff and, you know, the protests mm. and the rioting and everything. I think it's like we are programmed to, um, to think certain ways about sexuality, like the whole belief of what you were saying earlier, why are black guys so big? Well, not all of them are. We just have that belief that they are. The biggest one I've ever seen, the guy was white and he was thin. And we didn't do anything because it was terrifying. It was so big. <laughs> I would have, I would have accepted it. was in college. I was like, this is scary. <laughs> like, holy shit. And yeah. I, it's like I was telling him yesterday, um, you know, I'm like, you got to look at genetics. You got to look at how, if you are from the more Nordic countries, like Northern Europe, you ate blood sausage, you ate meat, your shit is thicker. It's just gonna be thicker. Cause you got more blood. If you Germans, shit, it's gonna be a little thicker. It's gonna be a little bigger because look at their diet. Look what they gotta eat and drink every day to stay warm. Um, in Africa, you know, there's more blood flow because of the sun, because of the heat. You're more melanated, um, you know. And then there's certain cultures that's there that they did stuff to elongate it because of what they believed. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's different everywhere. And then there's more of those, uh, there's places where, yeah, they are going to be a little bit smaller, but you also have to look at where, it's 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 so many different factors but this is what i tell women especially my beautiful size queens out there because everybody wants to be concerned with size but a woman the average woman is four to six inches deep and they're only a quarter width so that's mm -hmm. about this big a quarter width yeah, how much dick do you how much dick do you really need how much dick do you really need you don't need much. As long as it's about the width of a quarter, you're good. The question I always ask women specifically is this, is it the fact that you can't feel him or you don't know how to feel him? Because it makes me wonder, you know, what, it, and I'm not even talking about, oh, you've been just overusing it down there. Because there's a lot of women who, they're the goody two shoes, they ain't slept with a lot of people or anyone at all. and they still don't know how to feel someone down there. And it all starts up here. Are you able to connect with your partner? Can you have a conversation with them? Because I think a lot of times, the women who, who look mostly at the size of a man, they ain't gonna do shit in the bedroom anyway, but later. But don't you think that part of that yeah. is because, um, I've also noticed that, you know, I had a teacher, she was always talking about how women are numb down there and it's the disconnection between them and their pussy. And they need yeah. to increase blood flow. So maybe that can contribute to that woman you were describing, or is that BS? It can. If you're sitting all day behind a desk, that can contribute. Yeah, because um, a lot of corporate women, you're behind a desk all day. Yeah. I'm a licensed massage therapist by trade. And so I've had women who were open enough to tell me I, did, I would do a lot of pelvic work. And they would come back and tell me they had the most explosive orgasm the first one in a long time, but they sit behind a desk all day, every day, or they travel. Um, you know, things, it's, it's things like that. But 
I, I'll, I'll say it because no one, it seems like no one else is saying it. I think women are getting a little bit too arrogant when it comes to trying to find that size that they want or trying to talk about a man's size. And they're skipping up all these good men who are average and make them, because I've had a lot of male clients come to me about that as well. I've had men ask me to send a picture of their, of their junk because they wanted me to tell them it's normal. I've had that too. Yeah, and I'm like, sweetheart, I'm like, first of all, don't send me a picture of your dick. I don't need to see it. I'm like, but sweetheart, you're fine. Trust me. If you're five to seven, shit, if you're one to two, you're fine. You're you fine. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this before. You're still yeah. fine. It's 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 all about how you use it, but it's all about making listen, there are women who want this. Why? Because that's what they want. That okay. this turns them on. I've met women where this is what they want. Well, the little, hey, the smaller, the better. There are a lot of shapes for a reason, I guess. <laughs> it's a lot of shapes. It's just, you know, I mean, I'm not saying women shouldn't have a preference, but I think women use, and men, we use the concept of having a preference as an excuse. Is that, is it really matter that much? his size or you know because it's great you know what you want but do you know you know where that's coming from and then do you even know what your body's capable of doing because most women don't know yeah because what if like me for example who knows maybe if I was dating that guy and we would have worked our way to maybe I would have liked it but in that moment I was like oh my god this is terrifying nothing happened so you're right. Maybe a lot of the women, when they do get to experience the bigger size, it's like, oh. Yeah, because the, bi- well, the bigger size, I, put, I tell women this, it doesn't necessarily mean better, but we are designed to push out 10-pound babies. Very true. So if you're afraid of something stretching out and not coming back, it's a muscle down there. You know what I mean? Really, the more you use it, the better. The more you exercise the muscle, and I'm not talking about Kegels. That's another story because I don't, I almost don't trust Kegels hundred percent. Kegels is great. If you got incontinence, that's what it was originally created for. It just so happened. It, 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 it tightens everything else down there, mm-hmm. but it's not supposed to just stay tight like this. Then how else are you supposed to it's supposed to, it's supposed to go like this. Right. Um, but there's also muscles. I'm the massage therapist is coming out of me. There's massage, there's also massage, massages, there's muscles that go to that particular area that's interconnected that mm-hmm. goes out to your hip, um, that goes down to your knees, that goes up into your core. Yeah, because so, most of us are weak in our pelvic floor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because we're sitting all day, yep. we're driving, we're not exercising. And then, oh, this is going to mess with some of y'all up. Some of y'all are doing too many crunches. You're doing 100 crunches a day. You got that six-pack, but your junk is like oh. this. Mm. Or it's not as, like, you have to lay a certain way. You have to strengthen. Here's a tip. If you want to get better head and if you want to have better sex, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, strengthen your back. Because if you're sitting like this all day, your head is forward, you're slouching over. Or even if you're doing sit-ups all day, or all day, or, you know, while you're, you're working out, 
Mm-hmm. If you're not strengthening your back, you're creating more imbalances even in your pelvis because of how everything's interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, because a lot of times uh, women can't feel that five inch or that four inch man, even though he's wider, because of how their hips are shifted out of place ah. and how their back is, is weakened and certain muscles are weakened. So that's why they prefer it longer. They either longer or even thicker or whatever, yeah. A lot of times it, it, it's, it, it is postural because if your hips are out of whack, there's certain nerve endings that's also compressed that's leading to your vaginal muscles, you see. Because we have tens of thousands down there anyway, mm-hmm. especially, and majority of them is in the entryway. It's not going to be all the way back there anyway. It's at the entry. So you really don't need that much. It's just if your pelvis is doing this, then there might be some nerve compression there. It's not going to necessarily come up on an x-ray, but it might be a little bit compressed on nerves and on um, blood vessels. And so I Okay, so wait, women, let me pause yeah. you real quick. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, what about the okay. jade egg? Because, you know, that's a huge thing now where people say, use a jade egg, use um, different Kegel tools to strengthen a pelvic floor. What about that? I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for all those things. It's become a fad. Um, but if, you're, if, 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 you're, if you have muscle imbalances anywhere, then it's going to create an imbalance everywhere. So even if you have that jade egg um, that you might use, and I've used them before, you know, whatever. Um, but Is it worth it? It was cool, but you still got to focus on the whole body. It's kind of like mm-hmm. people who say, oh, you taste better if you drink pineapple juice, mm-hmm. right? Okay, you're going to drink pineapple juice, but you still eat McDonald's every day. That don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So now you taste like pineapple juice and Big Macs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So use the jade egg, but I tell people, go to your chiropractor, get massages, work out. Um, you could get muscle testing done by a chiropractor, sometimes a massage therapist or a physical therapist, if you go to the right one and have them check for muscle imbalances. If they don't know what you're talking about, go to somebody else because they failed that class at school. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm a licensed massage therapist and I know about it and that's a certification. So if you got a three, if you got a doctorate degree in chiropractic or physical therapy or even medicine, and you don't know anything about muscle imbalances, then bitch, you're just here to collect a check. But look up muscle imbalances. You want to look at the full body. Probably the best thing I tell people, look for uh, someone who practices neuromuscular therapy. That's one of my, um, neuromuscular therapy is one of my specialties um, because it focuses on the whole body. So you might have, I've had men with erectile dysfunction. I've had women with vaginismus and dyspareunia. And, but I looked at the whole body and I never touched your pelvic floor. And I saw the muscle imbalances and I saw what was out. And I helped to balance it. And after like one to two sessions, dyspareunia is gone. Vaginismus is gone. Erectile issues gone. They come back the next session like, I have not orgasmed like that in my life. Or I had one lady dyspareunia for 18 years gone that was after you did a massage for them or after you did what it was a massage i was doing neuro i was doing neuromuscular techniques and i was doing some other techniques to balance their pelvis and i did not touch 
down there at all. I didn't have to touch their pelvic floor at all. And uh, at one session, it was completely gone. She had to get coaching just to know how to function because she hadn't had great sex since she was able to. It always was painful. Mm. But it was a pelvic floor. It was a pelvic thing. And it's not anything we can say is going to necessarily have a cure per se, because the way the body works, it's, there's this thing called proprioception, or in other words, it's just where you're standing right now in time and place, right? No one's ever really got 100% perfect posture. Something's going to always be out of whack, because we sit, we stare, we watch TV, we do work, we do homework, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so going to different specialists who understand how to balance out your body is going to be the key and making sure that you maintain it just like a car. Mm -hmm. If your wheels are out of whack, you got to get your, you know, your, your tires rotated. Um, with us, same thing, but muscles are out of whack. If you got a, a lot of people want to have Angela Bassett bicep arms, but if you don't balance it out by toning your triceps, it's going to create a lot of issues right in here, sometimes all the way down. And I've seen it all the time. So, you know, that's, that's when it comes to the wellness piece, that's, those are some of the things that I look at, but it's, it can be done. You just have to find the right people. Mm. I'm yeah. so glad that you said that though, because that you make such a good point though, because yeah, it is so important to look at the whole person. You have you to think about it. Person. It's like we have all of these sexual issues nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many different causes of it. It's not just one thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that deep, but you know, the stories I gave is some of more, my more extreme cases, but mm -hmm. you know, how many women who were trying to get pregnant for years went and got a massage and then next month they're pregnant. It's, mm. you know, it has happened several times, you know, but there's people out there who, you know, they do this work they do a great job and they're knowledgeable. You just, you do, you just have to give it a chance. Every, everyone specializes in something different, which, which, which is why I appreciate platforms like this because it gives people a chance to talk about various perspectives that people, it sounds like people can apply in their own life, especially their sex life. You mm, know? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So where do you want to leave everybody with? Like, I know we went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. But what final takeaway do you want to leave everybody with? I tell people all the time to just have great sex responsibly. I actually took that's that's from a poet. Shout out to uh, if he's listening. His name's Bo Ellis. He's in Florida now, bastard. Um, but yeah, I tell people all the time have great sex tonight, and if not, drink some water. <laughs> and and that sounds funny, but you know. It's, it's a complicated subject. It's more complicated than we think it is. Yep. Uh, but end of the day, get past the complications and have great sex. Plain and simple. I'm going to go do it tonight. Yep. Okay, so where can everybody find you? Um, right now, Instagram um, and Twitter at Coach Kitty Pride. Coach Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, Pride, P-R-I-D-E. It's all one word. Um, yeah, I, I'm the Phil Jackson of sex. 
I turn average players into champions. Oh, wow. Love it. Okay. Well, I just added I just, you. Cool, cool. Cool. Yay. You. Okay. Well, I'll post about this and I will post this tomorrow. Thank cool. you so much for joining me. Thank and you. I'll post your link below and everybody. If I come back on, I promise I'll, I'll probably. Yes. Have a, no, 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 definitely. I miss we'll my braids. All right. Oh, we'll do part two. Bye, y'all.